Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Depths of Music podcast. My name is Nick, and today we are doing our third annual breakdown of the Super Bowl halftime performance, this time, of course, with Usher Baby. Um, but yeah, so let's just get right into it. Um, upon hearing that Usher was the Super Bowl halftime performance, I was excited um, because I do like a lot of Usher's hits. I'm familiar with a lot of his stuff. Um, even if he was definitely an artist before my time, uh, you know, uh, Confessions, which is, you know, what he played a large part of this show from, um, was an album that came out the same year that I was born. So obviously I wasn't like around and like aware of the impact of that album when it dropped at the time. Um, but instead you get, uh, you know, a lot of his pop hits have endured over the years, um, kind of giving him that wider appeal, um, that the Super Bowl really likes to lean into, especially um, this new one with, you know, Rihanna as the first um, Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show. Um, kind of going into Usher afterwards is a similar vein, although I feel like Rihanna definitely has more staying power with the younger, like Gen Z audience than Usher did. Uh, you know, Rihanna's hits are nostalgic and, you know, early childhood for Gen Z. Um, and a lot of Usher's are too, um, but there's definitely some context that I felt like was missing. Um, and there was a lot of people when I was talking to just people I knew about the show or just, you know, reading opinions online from other people my age, um, I feel like there was a lot of people who didn't quite get the context of, I guess, how important our Usher is as an artist um, and why he's so important and, I guess, how much some of these songs mean to um, a certain age group um, and a certain, you know, genre of, like, if you were a fan of pop music slash R&B at the time. So I feel like there was definitely a bit of a divide in the reception of this show. Um, and to be honest, I don't think this set list helped much either. Uh, but let's kind of get into it. Um, you know, we start up with this first segment. Uh, you get the intro to my way. You get caught up. Um, you don't have to call Superstar. Um, and Love in This Club, which I would kind of call the first act of this show. Um, I think the way they framed this one was interesting. Um, and by interesting, I mean there were some things I really liked about it and there were some things I really didn't um, in terms of camera work uh, for this show. I liked the focus on Usher specifically because, like, dancing and you know, his image and, you know, to be blunt, his sex appeal is a big part of what, you know, what he was going for on this performance. And I think in that aspect, it was really good, especially in this first act where he's doing a lot of these like kind of like Michael Jacksonisms, um, And he's just in generally pulling out some really impressive dancing. Um, I really liked uh, the way they handled that and the way that it focused on him and the background dancers. What I did not like, however, is that the way that this performance was set up uh, and the way that he moved, you know, onto the stage and then throughout the stage through these different segments 
was that there was a lot of stuff I felt like I wasn't seeing. Um, and we'll get to some of that in a minute. But uh, there was a lot going on during this performance. But I feel like we needed a little bit more wide shots uh, to really focus in on, not focus in, um, I guess wide shots to kind of give us a moment of not only seeing Usher, but also seeing just all the other performers, dancers, the marching band around him. Uh, Cause I just, I feel like a lot of times I could tell that those things were there, but they weren't quite getting enough screen time to really make an impact on me. Um, but in general, I think the first leg of this halftime ceremony is probably the weakest. And the big part of that is um, the audio. And this is something that a lot of people have cited. And I'm sure that if you have, you know, looked up stuff for the Super Bowl halftime performance, you could probably tell um, the audio in general was kind of rough, specifically with Usher's mic. Um, it definitely did him a disservice. Like, ob obviously, Usher is one of those people that if you listen to any of his songs or you've seen any of the other live performance, the guy can sing. He's a great singer. He's got a crazy range. Um he can carry a tune. Uh, he can hold a melody. He sounds pretty much good in every register. Um, and I just feel like the way that his microphone was and the way that it was mixed made him sound a lot, I guess, like thinner in the mix um, and just generally made him sound very isolated um, and without the support of the instrumentation behind him that I, I really didn't like um, and I feel like was generally... Uh, in disservice to the general enjoyment of the show. There was a lot of instrumental moments I feel like we're not hitting quite as hard enough, uh, especially right at the beginning here. And obviously, you know, Usher, I think, gives a solid vocal performance for, you know, how much dancing he's doing, for how much moving around he's doing, for all these, you know, outfit changes and things that he's got going on. He's got a lot going on during this show. Um, but you, there are the moments where you can obviously hear that he's, you know, breathing or that he's a little fatigued just because of, you know, how it is. And typically it's supposed to be something that you don't really hear. And that's not on him. I think that's just more on the sound design and how they, especially in the first half of the show, I guess the best way I could put it is they kind of just left him out there to dry. Um, but yeah, I think in general... That was definitely one of the first things I noticed. It didn't super impact my enjoyment of the show, and I feel like it definitely gets better as we move on um, throughout. But yeah, it was it was it was a little rough. It was a little rough at the beginning there uh, in terms of the audio quality. Um, and while I thought the dancing was great, I thought his first costume, the all white one was awesome in general. I think all the outfits are really good. Um, even if the last ones are a little ridiculous. Um, I think all the outfits are good. I think that first outfit is great. I think he's got great charisma in terms of his dancing. Um, and just his stage presence is electric from minute one, but, um, there's definitely a lack of, kind of visuals as it's, you know, building throughout the show. It starts pretty low key, which is him and some dancers. Um, and also mixed with a pretty bad mix uh, and just bad audio issues. Um, it was definitely the least enjoyable part of the show. Um, 
So eventually Usher makes it onto the stage. We get love in this club, which is like the first song on here that I feel like is like a really big hit that a lot of people know. Um, and I think in general is really good. What really surprised me as we kind of move into what I would call the second leg of this show is the, um, I guess, amount of covers, if you want to call them covers, or songs that Usher performed that were not initially his own songs. Um, that was really interesting to me. Um because Usher has a really long career and a lot of big hits. Um, and there were definitely a lot of omissions made uh, to where some of the choices that are made in terms of songs that are not his initially um, that maybe he has a feature on um, appearing just felt a little weird to me. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is, uh, of course, the kind of first major moment in our first guest appearance is Alicia Keys uh, in her all-red outfit and her all-red piano who looks like she should have been on Rihanna's show from last year because she's wearing a very, you know, that all-red outfit. Um, that's immediately what I was like, is, is this a holdover from Rihanna's show uh, in terms of color palette? Obviously, it was... I liked it because it was really striking as compared to what Usher was doing aesthetically um, for this whole segment of the show. And really, in general, um, Alicia Keys really sticks out in this moment. I think the piano was really cool. And in general, um, one of the things that people keep talking about with their performance specifically of um, If I Ain't Got You and My Boo is um, they have great chemistry, like a little too good chemistry. Like there were a lot of memes going around about afterwards about, you know, Usher is now married. He had a long-term girlfriend. They're now married. Um, and Alicia Keys is a husband. And it was like... <laughs> You know, stage chemistry is one thing. Acting on stage is one thing that's part of the performance. You know, that's a that, that comes with the territory. But Usher and Alicia Keys had such great chemistry that it was it was really easy. I could have fully been convinced as somebody who doesn't know that much about Usher's personal life or Alicia Keys' personal life that they were actually dating. Uh, they had that level of chemistry. And I also think, you know, on top of that... Um, it's, it's just a marker of a good performance. Uh, if you can actually trick a whole audience to thinking you're actually dating, that's that's pretty good chemistry. Um, and I think vocally they sounded really good together. And just in general, that's a really good song. So uh, Alicia Keys' appearance definitely picked things up. And I love Jermaine Dupri coming out to introduce Confessions Part 2 who I thought was CeeLo Green at first, I'll be so honest, especially with, like, the sunglasses. Um, and I, I like this song a lot. Um, I think it was great to hear it. Um, and he performed it really, really well. This whole segment right in the middle here I think is very good. Um, he's mostly relegated to this stage. Um, and most of what goes on is either on the LED screen that he's standing on, essentially. The stage is basically just one big screen that he's standing on. Um, or, you know, stuff going on around him. Um, but I think Confessions Part 2 was a big highlight for me. Um, and so was Burn. Um, I think that's a great song. I loved the visuals they did with that, with the fire uh, on the stage. I think that was awesome. Uh, and it is around this part of the show where Usher does the whole take off his shirt thing, which, you know, 
we've seen in the Super Bowl people take off their shirt. We saw Adam Levine do it a few years back uh, for their halftime show. And look, if you're going to take your shirt off on national television in front of that many people, it definitely helps when you look as good as Usher does without his shirt on because that man is ripped. He looked great up there. Um, and he was absolutely killing it. The audience clearly was really into it. Um, he got a huge pop for, for that. Um, and just in general, it's, you know, as I said earlier, I had my issues with the vocals and the, um, just the way that it sounded. Uh, I think it really picks up here and he's able to kind of make his way through these songs. Once again, though, pretty much everything we've gotten so far is really, low key um and while there are bigger moments on here um love in this club confessions part two um a lot of these songs are fairly slow burners slow jammy type songs um more towards his r&b leanings than his pop side which is fine um but it definitely is a show that i felt like could have used more energetic moments put in throughout. And this is kind of the moment when I started to feel it. Like, you know, as we were going through song by song, I was like, okay, you know, where's going to be the big hits of this, of this moment? Not just even in terms of like popularity of the song, but like in terms of energy, where's the moment where this thing like really blows up for a minute. And then we kind of settle back down. A good way to think of it is, um, the way that Mary J. Blige uh, was during the Dr. Dre performance where she had the big moment at the front um, with um, her hit, and then that was like a big explosive moment and then she kind of brought it back down for the slower song and she performed right after it that I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, um, but she kind of slowed things down and then when she was done, we immediately went into Kendrick who was much more, you know, big and bombastic. And then we went to Eminem and then kind of just builds from there, if I have that order correct. But, um, you know, pacing like that is really important. And I feel like while Alicia Keys was a great pop of like, oh, look, it's somebody recognizable, um, she didn't obviously really like bring the energy up because this is a, you know, uh, the song that she performed with Usher is kind of slow. And, you know, for pretty much the majority of this set list, Usher isn't performing super bang in your face songs. We really only get that on the last three. Um, and I think it definitely was something that I felt. Uh, and it definitely was a slower paced opening to the shows. Um, and by opening, I mean, mostly just, a slower paced majority of the show. Uh, next guest he's going to bring out uh, right before we transition in this big section I was alluding to is her uh, with you got it bad and bad girl. Here's the thing. Uh, her is an incredibly talented musician. Um, as a guitar player, I think she's a very, very, very good guitar player. She's much better guitar player than me though. But what I will say is as a guitar player, there was something about that performance that didn't quite add up to me. Um, specifically, I remember seeing, and I wasn't the only one, I saw some people making discourse online. It's like, did her 
play that like was that pre-recorded and then she like kind of like finger mimed along with it um and that was kind of the sense i was getting from the performance that her gave clearly she's got the talent to play that live um but for whatever reason it seemed like it was not it did seem pre-recorded uh which was which was kind of a bummer it kind of took some of the energy out of uh, of her playing for me um and it, and it was an interesting choice especially considering i know like her is one of those people that is you know as i said fully capable of playing something like that live um and in general i think in terms of like just how it was written i think the guitar solo was really good um so i don't know why the choice was made um either to have it pre-recorded i don't know if i saw any confirmation 100 that it was pre-recorded so i'm not gonna say it was 100 percent um, or just why it sounded like it was pre-recorded. So either we're having more audio issues or most likely, in my opinion, that solo was pre-recorded. Um, and both of those choices kind of left me a little confused. Um, and for the last bit, so we get three songs at the end. We get, uh, oh my God, we get turned down for what? And we get, yeah, as our last three songs of the performance. And this is the moment when this performance explodes. This is the climax. Um, and I feel like for the most part, this lives up to the hype. And this is kind of what I was wanting the whole time. Um, and we were kind of building to, um, Oh my God, we get with will. I am, um, which I really like. Um, I think the roller skating section is really interesting. I think they're ushers Tron ass outfit. He puts on for this whole segment is hilariously over the top, but also really cool. I'm not going to lie. Like I have a thing for like really gaudy outfits and really dramatic fashion statements in these kind of shows. And just in general, um, I like tacky stuff. <laughs> I'll be so honest with you. So usher with like this neon, you know, superhero ass costume, you know, I, I described it as Tron. That's pretty much the best, best thing I can say about it. The most accurate thing I can say about it. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an awesome outfit. I think, um, you know, the guests who also wear a similar thing also do a really good job with it. It's, it's a really good, good look, but, um, so, oh my God, I think was really good. I just, I feel like I could have used a little more of that song. Um, I felt like it was a little crammed in there as comparison to pretty much everything else on the set list. Um, and just when I was kind of getting into it, especially Usher's um, part of that song, I'm not as big on the Will I Am part, but uh, Usher's part of that song, you know, once I was kind of really getting into that, it, it was over, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but I was, I was glad to see it there. Then we get turned down for what uh, with Lil John, and this is how he introduces Lil John. We all know why Lil John is here. It's for the song that's after this. But once again, as I was saying, in a set list that is as tightly packed and with somebody as long of a career as Usher has, the fact that Turn Down for What is included in this set list felt weird to me. And I feel like that was time that could have been spent elsewhere, especially with Turn Down for What as a song. You know, that builds down to its beat drop, you know. Turn down for what? And then it does a da 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 right? That's the whole point of the song. It just it's a it's a build until that and then it does that and then 
you know, it's a fine song. I'm not really super big on it. Obviously that might be influencing my opinion here, but the beat drop and that riff is kind of what dominates the song. And they don't even let that ride out. It's pretty much, you know, turned down for what, and you get like one time they play that phrase and then we immediately transition into, yeah. Um, which was really weird to me. Uh, it felt, once again, very sudden, kind of the way that Oh My God did, if a little less so, because Lil John gets a little more time. Uh, but then we get into Yeah, which this was the song that's like, I would argue this is Usher's biggest hit. This is the one that he had to play. Um, and f- for my money, this is the best moment of the show. Um he brings out Ludacris, and Ludacris gives an absolutely fantastic performance of his verse. Um, Ludacris just has such great energy during this show. Um, once again, his outfit is kind of similar to Usher's with, like, the black and the blue. And kind of, it almost kind of, like, especially on Ludacris, um, the way his was designed in particular. Looked a little less superhero, a little more football pads. Um, but I think it, still think it was a great look. Uh, the sunglasses was great. Um, and he really brings the energy to this performance along with Lil John. They have great chemistry, the two of them. Usher's kind of off doing his thing. Um, and while he interacts with the two of them a decent bit at the end, um, you know, when Lil John comes uh, up to Ludacris as he's walking up the runway to compliment him doing his parts on that verse, um, it's one of the best moments of the show. Uh, and of course, that that at the end of uh, that verse where he goes, uh, "We want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed." I said, "Yeah," like that is obviously I that that line is uh, arguably I think one of the best lines in like a guest feature on a pop song. It's phenomenal, uh, super well done. So yeah, I was I was really excited. Absolutely carries this verse to the next level. Uh, and really drives the energy home for that final chorus. And I think Usher does a good performance of Yeah, I think it's great. I feel like he's doing a little too much dancing and not enough singing here. There's a few parts where he lets a large part of the chorus play out with just the backing track of the original song, um, and him dancing and not as much singing over top of it, Um, which I would have preferred if it was the other way around. I'm not saying his dancing was bad because his dancing is always good. Usher is a fantastic dancer. um, And while a lot of Super Bowl performances rely on their background dancers to kind of pull that weight and surround the performer, Usher is just as in it as his background dancers. And I think that's really admirable. Uh, But yeah, he brings the energy for, yeah. Um, And it doesn't, quite feel like the final song especially the way this performance ends the instrumental cuts out and he does this segment where he um, uh, talks about you know uh took the world to the a and it kind of builds right with him saying this faster i took the world to the a i took the world to the a and right when it seems like it's about to drop into something else he's like thank you i love you uh and then it ends and i was I just, once again, I felt really weird about that because I was like, I felt like the way that it dropped out, he was building to something else. One more song, one more time to let this, you know, get another huge impact kind of song in here. Um, And he just kind of left us hanging at the end there. Um, And while I like 
this in concept. I like the idea of like cutting out the instrumentals for that outro, um, giving that salute um, with that whole uh, took the world to the A chant. I think it's a good idea, but I think just the way that it builds implied that something else was coming after, which didn't happen, um, which I kind of felt a little like, oh, is this over at the time? Um, so that all being said, I feel like I've gotten a lot of my general thoughts out in the time. Um, typically these Super Bowl episodes, I don't do a whole lot of scripting for. I just kind of have the set list up for what Usher played. Um, but just in general, after watching this performance, you know, three or four times before, um, sitting down to record this in general, I think Usher's Super Bowl halftime show was solid. Um, but it was definitely lacking. I think there was a lot of potential here. I think Usher's ability as a dancer is phenomenal. I think he's great vocally, even if sometimes the equipment failed him. Um, I think the suite of guests he brought on were all very good. Um, I was, once again, I was so excited to see Lil John. Uh, I love seeing Ludacris. Um, I like seeing her and I like seeing Alicia Keys um, and Jermaine Dupri. I think it was, a, I think it was a good suite of guests. I just think in general, um, the pacing is really what killed this show. Um, and there were moments where it needed a little bit more of a higher energy track to be put in there. Uh, that kind of didn't happen, um, which kind of left me feeling a little off throughout the show. And then once the energy kind of hits, um, either songs like Oh My God or Turn Down For What are not given a lot of time. Um, and then a song like Yeah is given that full time to breathe. Um, but it's just ended on a weird outro that kind of made me want more. Not just the song more, even though I would have loved to hear that song. Um, obviously, you know, songs like more DJ got off swollen in love scream are not included on this list, which obviously we kind of had the same thing with Rihanna. And of course with the Dre suite of like every song is not going to be included. Um, and I remember Asha was talking about how hard it was to narrow down this track list. Um, that's something a lot of artists have talked about with the Super Bowl halftime show. So I totally understand. Um, and especially considering, you know, the 20th anniversary of Confessions, I understand why he picked the set list he did. However, I think for now the most televised Super Bowl in history, um, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I would have loved to see a little bit of a different set list uh, and a little bit more high energy throughout. Um, although I understand that Usher is not like a standard pop star in the way that a lot of people think of pop stars um you know he really did lean into that r&b side of him which i really did like um because that is you know what i would say usher is more at his core as an r&b artist especially on an album like confessions um and i appreciated him leaning into that however uh for a super bowl performance i would have liked more energy um but yeah, in general, it was a fine performance. Um, there were definitely a lot of issues, but I think Usher himself as a performer was very good. Um, even in the more low-key moments where I wish that things were going to get a little more, you know, in your face. Um, I think the songs were good throughout. Um, a little weak in the first leg, but especially once we get to like Alicia Keys and we get to Love in This Club things really pick up uh, in terms of just like quality of the songs. 
Um, and I also just kind of, to be honest with you, feel a little bad for Usher that um, he is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show and he is the second most talked about musician that was there that night. Um, but yeah, considering um, how big of a deal this game was, and frankly, in my opinion, um, as somebody who does watch football, how good of a game this was, it was a bummer that um, the halftime show didn't leave the type of impact that I wish it would, or especially considering how good the last two were, uh, it didn't leave the same impact as theirs did. But uh, I think if you're an Usher super fan, if Usher's one of your favorite artists ever, I think you're going to love this performance. And I think for even just the general audience, there was a lot to take away here that was really good. Stage presence, dancing was fantastic. The moments where we got to see the wider set, where we got to see the marching band um, were great. And I wish we would have gotten more of that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this performance, but there were definitely a lot of things that kind of left me scratching my head kind of held it back for me a little bit. So that's all I've got about Usher's Super Bowl halftime performance. Thank you for listening to this. Um, it's been a very busy few weeks for Depps. Uh, just put out a two-parter uh, with a little bonus 10-minute episode on at the end. So kind of three-parter uh, Grammy review with Ariel Lyons. Uh, we did that last week. We recorded that last week. Um, I know part one is out and part two and three will be coming out shortly. Um, so if you want to talk about another big night in music, um, we did the whole breakdown. It's a long episode, but I think it's very good. And we had a lot to say about all the different performers. Um, so if you want to get the Grammys recap, definitely go check that out. Um, and of course, um, you can check out my backlog for more album reviews, the past Super Bowl halftime shows, past Grammys, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's going to be another two weeks before I come back, uh, probably with another more traditional style album review, uh, like the Saviors review I did um, back in February or back a little earlier in the year. So look forward to that. Um, thank you so much for sticking with me, uh, for listening to this podcast. Of course, if you like this and want more, follow us on Instagram at Depths Music Cast. Of course, big shout out to The Post Athens, uh, which you may be listening to this on their website. Uh, be sure to follow Post Athens everywhere on social media and especially Post Multimedia. Um, and also, while you're on the Post Athens website, check out our other cool podcasts, especially Keep Me Posted with me and Cassie Die, which will be making its grand return, hopefully very soon here, um, where we just kind of talk about life. Uh, it's a more story time focused podcast, so if you want a little more of the uh, personal side of what's going on in my life um, and hearing about me and Cassie and what we're been up to, it's it's a great podcast. It's a great time. Um, but I will stop yapping. Thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, I've been Nick. And until next time, thank you for diving with me into the depths of music. I'll see you next time.